Thanks very much, uh, very kind words. Uh, I was going to uh, make a joke about this water, which is very nice in England. That's why I moved from the Netherlands. Um, right. so, so concluding remarks. I, so yesterday evening when I was uh, working hard on my talk, I put concluding remarks, whatever that may be. And I thought, how can I do this? Because actually, I haven't seen the talks yet. So um, then I thought I maybe should first explain why I like Micrographia and why I like uh, Hook. Uh, in particular, and um, so that brings me to, so I'll briefly highlight some, some of our own work effectively. And if we turn to page 10 of Micrographia, there's this beautiful illustration here. Actually, interestingly, on page 8 and 9, he describes the work of Huygens, that's the correct pronunciation, uh, and, uh, but Alan did, I mean, I must say, Alan was the best I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so the work of Huygens, who described his work in Low Dutch. So back then, I guess, Dutch people were a lot less tall. That was a terrible joke. I, forgive me. So we've got this beautiful illustration here. And if we zoom in on this particular frame, we see a phenomenon called capillary action. It wasn't called like that then. But we see these different tubes, these different capillaries, uh, dipped into uh, a water bath. Um, and we see different rises, different heights to which the capillary rises. And then there's an explanation here of this phenomenon. Actually, that's very hard to understand. Uh, I mean, it's, it's difficult. It's in English. That's, that helps a bit. But uh, if, you read, <laughs> if you read it, it says, from the great, if you look at the, the, the second line, proceed from the greater pressure. So this is this double S, which actually is written as two Fs, but it's pressure made upon the water. So it's a bit complicated to read. You should do it. It's quite fun as well. Um, he reads from the air pressure. I find that quite interesting because we would nowadays do it completely differently. But the observation is spot on. Yeah. And in fact, this observation still nowadays is very important. And if I just play this movie here, which is a movie I show in my lectures, my third year of matter lectures to our chemistry undergraduates, you'll see exactly the same phenomenon happening. So I'm just intrigued that Hooke described this phenomenon 350 years ago, and we still use this these days. So this picture and this drawing look, for me, identical. And I find that fascinating. This is, by the way, done. Uh, this is on a CD accompanying a book written by Dejean Brochardier and de Quiré, Dejean who got the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1991. So these are, not, uh, these are really brilliant people. And they recognize the importance of these observations because it explains about surface tension, capillarity, the interplay between molecules and surfaces, wetting effects. It's all in there. And, and Hooke was one of the first to observe, but as, uh, as Alan so beautifully explained, also try to explain it. That's, that's really something which is quite striking, I think. And this reminds me on work we do uh, in, the, in our lab. And this is, again, a fluid penetrating in another fluid in a, in a thin channel. It's sucked up, uh, not unlike the capillary movie you saw in the previous slide. And then it develops into hydrodynamic instability, Sachmann-Taylor instability. This goes on to showing another hydrodynamic instability, an entrainment one, and yet a third one, which is this pinch-off, this droplet pinch-off. This is a fantastic series of, of three hydrodynamic instabilities. Um, 
in, in one single experiment, and uh, I like to think there's a clear link with the work of, of Hooke there. Uh, in fact, we do these experiments uh, because they answer fundamental questions about the behavior of interfaces of menisci close to surfaces. For example, how do liquids spread? That's still uh, a problem which is discussed in literature these days. Uh, so there's a clear fundamental interest for these experiments. At the same time, uh, we do this, well, there's, a, there's an industrial relevance. We can make very, very small droplets in a very simple microfluidic device. So that's parts of what I wanted to highlight from the micrographia. Uh, on the next slide, uh, I want to highlight another very famous observation by Hooke. So this is now not really a concluding remark, but this is looking into the future because this was published in 1679. So in 14 years' time, and we're celebrating the Cutler Lectures, as they're called, we can come back to this. I hope you all will be here with me. Um, but this is Hooke's Law. Hooke's Law, actually, if you, if you read it, for those of you who know it, they will be slightly puzzled, I hope, because it's written as C-E-I-I-I-N, etc. This doesn't make any sense to anyone. Yeah. If we zoom in on this book, it's actually really there. Oh, by the way, the previous slide and also this slide, you can just look on the internet. There are fantastic scanned-in copies uh, freely available on the internet, and you can just browse through these books. I think that, that's really marvelous. Uh, so he explains the true theory of elasticity or springiness and the particular explication thereof in several subjects in which it is to be found and the way of computing the velocity of bodies moved by them. And here's the explanation. So this is, in fact, an anagram of something in Latin, so that makes it a lot easier because we all <laughs> read Latin. So ut tensio sic vis, something like that. Uh, as the extension, so the force. And this is the famous Hooke's law. The force is proportional to the extension. And the constant of proportionality is this spring constant. So the further you extend the spring, the bigger the restoring force. And to first order, this is a linear relation. Uh, so if you do your simplest kind of theory, you want to start with Hooke's law. So this is fantastically important. Then, because it's almost uh, 6 o'clock and we're on a Friday, I thought we should do some mathematics. <laughs> and uh, so here we have the force is equal to minus the derivative of the potential energy. So we can plug, plug in the force, solve this differential equation, quite a simple one, and we get the potential energy V. So V equals half kx squared. This is a par parabolic parabolic well. So a particle deep into in, in the, at the bottom of the well will feel a Hookean restoring force when it moves away from the well because it's in this parabolic potential. Yeah. That actually plays an, a hugely important ro uh, role in our lab. Uh, and this is the lab I'm, calling, I'm talking about. It's the Oxford Colloid Lab, which is uh, run by myself and by Rule Dullens, who's sitting somewhere here in the audience. Uh, also happens to be from the Netherlands, so we Every day we discuss the quality of the water. Um, <laughs> let's see. So what you can do, so this is an application of Hooke's law with microscopy, and in particular with optical tweezers. So what you see here in this movie is these colloidal particles. They're about a micrometer in diameter. That length scale has already been very clearly explained in the previous two talks. Uh, and you see this spot here. Let me play the movie again. Um, so what happens if you uh, focus a laser beam, a strongly focused laser beam here on our sample, then due to the scattering forces of the photons, it's probably easier to think about light now as photons rather than waves, uh, you can actually grab these colloids. And you can drag them around. And these colloids are trapped 
uh, in your uh, laser spot. And if you then just trap a single colloid and see how the thermal energy, the thermal motion, um, uh, makes this colloid move inside this trap, you'll find that this follows this perfect parabolic law here, here for different uh, data points shown. These data were taken very recently by uh, Yan Yan, Kazim, Bo, and Aaron, uh, all working in the lab of rule, and they're all sitting here somewhere. Um, so that's a really nice application of, of Hooke's law. And in fact, that's what we use. So just trapping a single colloid is already a little bit interesting, but we can do that uh, much more in, in a much more complicated fashion. And that's what I'll show. Oh, this is, for <laughs> forgot about this one. This is Rule's favorite slide, I think. Uh, also, people write their names. That's what you typically do when you start playing around with this. Mind you, this is all on a micrometer scale. So it's really, and I mean, you do this by light. So you can really not only see it, but you can optically manipulate it. I think that's, that's pretty cool. So let me move to the next slide, uh, which is a movie taken by uh, Francois and uh, Aaron uh, last week, in fact. Uh, of a colloidal crystal, and this is the analysis of, the, uh, of, the, uh, of this movie. And I'm playing it at the same time, then it's a little bit more obvious. But what you've got here is a colloidal crystal, that hence the hexagonal arrangement. You've got a laser tweezer grabbing many particles and then rotating them. So this is a wonderful way to in situ distort the crystal. You get crane boundaries. Maybe I should show this movie again. Um, let's see if that works. So you get uh, grain boundaries, you create uh, crystals with different orientations. The color coding here is the orientation of the, of the crystals. And then you switch off the optical tweezer, you let the system relax, and you can learn about the migration of grains, the, uh, the, the tension, just like uh, the surface has a surface tension, the grains have a, a stiffness here, and you can see this, relaxation, this, this relaxation really taking place in, in real time. Uh, and learn about fundamental properties of systems. I should stress here that these colloidal particles are a micrometer in size, so we can just use something slightly more advanced than this microscope here, but nothing as advanced as, as shown by the uh, previous two speakers. The reason why we can do this and still learn about physics is uh, that, well, we've already heard Feynman, so the same equations have the same solutions. So the underlying physics is very, very similar. If you look at Einstein's 1905 paper on Brownian motion, which was also already mentioned, then you will realize that actually from a statistical mechanical point of view, it doesn't matter if you have molecules or colloidal particles. So the theory der Wärme uh, in, in, in Einstein's um, language. So, so we can learn about those, those fundamental processes. There was one more link I wanted to show to the work of, uh, of Hooke. Here we have another uh, interface, a, a liquid gas interface in a way, and we can use our tweezers again uh, to lift up this interface. We can really manipulate locally this interface and learn a lot about the properties of interfaces. And it's not just manipulating and observ observing, but just like Hooke, it's also about uh, describing it, understanding it. So here we have a theory overlaid on this uh, movie perfectly describing the behavior of interfaces. So we learn about fundamental uh, aspects of, of interfaces. So, so this is one of the things we do uh, a lot in our lab. So that brings me then to the concluding remarks. Actually, I, had, I haven't changed them with respect to uh, yesterday, so I think I 
guessed it more or less right. And I think what we've seen is a beautiful presentation uh, starting with, well, all, they were all fantastic presentations. We started with Judith explaining what a house looked like during Hook. I particularly liked her remark about uh, John Owen, who was the Dean of Christchurch and also Vice Chancellor of the University. And Judith explained that uh, John Owen tried to reform the university. As it happened to be, the Vice Chancellor was sitting next to me, the current Vice Chancellor. So I, I said, you're also still trying, aren't you? So, uh, then uh, we went on to uh, a masterly talk uh, by, by Alan Chapman uh, on uh, the micrographia itself. And I was impressed by, by both the scope, scope and the depth of, of the book. It, it is just bridging length scales going from fleas, from cells, all the way to, to, to Jupiter. And, and the drawings are absolutely amazing. And uh, I thought the, the, uh, the first session was beautifully closed by Anna, uh, showing the importance of, of language and the beauty of language. And uh, the, also the importance of poetry, uh, the invention of new words, which I constantly do when I'm speaking in English, uh, <laughs> but also the beauty of observations, the appreciation of, uh, of actually these images are, uh, are physic uh, scientifically interesting, but they're also beautiful in many ways. I think that's what I really liked about that. Then uh, I was blown away by the, the two talks uh, after the uh, break. Uh, Steve showed us uh, how to do light microscopy and just go below, below the wavelength of light, not a factor of two, but a factor of, of 10 or 20 or even more. That is just, if you're not blown away by that one, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing work. And uh, uh, similarly, the trick to use electrons as photons and to look at things, to look at atoms and molecules. This is really, I mean, I don't want to sound like an old man because I'm not, I think, but if when I started as a chemistry student, I was just, you couldn't, you couldn't make it up. I mean, just people can now see this. And I, I was really uh, blown away by that as well. And I think I've shown some uh, nice examples of Hooke's law uh, uh, applied uh, uh, to micro our microscopy studies. And I think above all, um, we have uh, clearly learned that uh, micrographia still inspires. And I think especially in a setting where we combine uh, experts from various fields with uh, an open-minded and keen audience. And I think this is also the way to, I mean, as a student, you never realize the, that you're part of such a rich and long tradition. And I think that's something we should uh, all try to tell our students. And they can certainly uh, watch this back on a podcast, which is, has been recorded. So if you go to this, uh, this web address here, you can uh, at some point uh, find us. I don't know how long it will take. A couple of days? A bit longer? Okay, <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> so it can be found here. And that brings me to my uh, last slide. I would like to thank uh, Christchurch and in particular the Development Office and Anna Port uh, for uh, their support. Uh, Royal Society of Chemistry uh, also for their uh, support. Uh, and then of course these ideas, Martin already mentioned at the start, originated from the Christchurch chemists. Um, and I'd simply like to thank all uh, speakers again, and I thank you for listening.